This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Jess on Joy. It wouldn't be Tom and Jess if we didn't have our favourite politician, the northern member of the metropolitan area for the Victorian Parliament. It is, of course, Fiona Patton. Good morning, Fiona. Good morning, lovely Tom and lovely Jess. How are you? Oh, we are fantastic. But look, I want to start You're off... You're not together, though, are you? No, I'm sitting We're in the studio all separated. by myself. <laughs> and i got to sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm assuming you guys... Must Are be we doing both this. dressed? Well, I'm dressed because I had to come into the studio today, yeah. but I have done the show last week or the week before in bed and, you know, in my pyjamas, which are basically nothing, naked, yeah. I'm wearing a bra, Fiona, because it's the only way I can take myself seriously for this. Yeah. So that's uh, the first time <laughs> in two weeks. So that's, that's that's. I carried my handbag yesterday for the first time in weeks, and it was quite. That's pretty bad quite, that that segged my my bra wearing segged you into know. thinking of a handbag holding. It's they're not that bad, Fiona, but thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm so glad Fiona made that joke because I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Fiona, before we get in. I I do want to say thank you. For the last two years, we have asked every politician in the country, especially Victoria, you have been the only one that's been willing to come into this lovely community radio station because the LGBTIQA family, we have suffered under laws and regulations for many yeah. a years and it's been such a joy to actually have you come in here and, and explain to us what the hell goes on up there. No, I've really enjoyed it and it, it was always lovely to have an, have an early morning start in the the very happy, joyful studios. Oh, thank you. Look, we are in lockdown, but let, I mean, let's talk mm. about isolation. You know, whereabouts are you? Are you also in isolation or are we calling Parliament? Is that an essential service? Well, frankly, I think it should be an essential service. Um, you know, some oversight and scrutiny during this time, you know, is, is necessary. However, we're not. And I, I am at, I have been at home. Yeah. Um, all my family is interstate, so... I'm here on my own. Oh. Um, I know. Well, I've, I've I've adopted a dove. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure the dove wants to be adopted, but um, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, but yeah. So it's it's kind of been interesting to me. I've been, you know, I'm so used to like leaving the house at dawn and you know getting home to go to bed, and now I'm here. A lot. Look, Fiona, I mean, we're talking about that with Parliament and, and we are in some very trying times and there is money being spent left, right and centre, which is what mm. we need to do to keep our economy, our health system, yeah. to keep people going. But I'm a bit concerned about where's the oversight? We're not, you know, I've, I've noticed and it's been federal as well as state. Usually a lot of times when we come to these things, they try to get a bipartisan people on these boards so when decisions and money is being spent it, it, it is actually across the board is that happening up in there in spring street it's not yet tom and and i really hope that it does and i i too have concerns because you know we are giving police some of the the most extraordinary powers that we have ever given them in fact on my very quiet little street there's a paddy wagon parked out the front and <laughs> there's two police officers walking around yeah, but sweetheart, so they know what you'd probably never. get up to. Yeah. If they've ever read your biography. <laughs> but we have given our police extraordinary powers, and I'm not to say that that's not unwarranted. 
But we do have to keep an eye on it. And you're absolutely right. We are spending billions of dollars in Victoria. Again, very necessary. However, there does need to be oversight and scrutiny. And, and Parliament has always provided that, and particularly the Upper House. Yeah. That is a house of review that is to review what the government does because the government has majority in the lower house, so there's not necessarily the same level of scrutiny. So to date, we don't have that, and I'm I'm hoping that over the next day or two, the government will announce that they agree that they that some scrutiny should be established. Um, but right now, that's not the case. And while I honestly think that the government's doing a good job, I do worry that very often civil liberties that we give up for emergencies like this, yeah. we never get back. Uh, you think there would be... I mean, are we, I have no mm. problems as well as a punter sitting here that our police do need better powers to make sure, you know, we are mm. trying to stop the curve. We want to make sure our frontline staff are being taken care of, who are taking care of us. But you think this yes. would be put under, like, we're going to give you these extraordinary powers, but they run out in six months unless we renew them. You, you think they'd have an end date on it, an expiry date? Yeah. Well, that's right. That's right. I had a I had a email from someone, a constituent yesterday, where police asked to search her bags to um, to confirm that she had been shopping. Oh, and I know, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and confirmed that she bought health, healthy food. Um, but I'm joking. But that, but yeah. that's the sort of power that I do think we do need to to keep a check on and to keep those balances. Uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful. And we've got existing structures. So we've got a scrutiny of acts and regulations joint house committee that already exists. We've got an oversight and scrutiny joint house committee. We've got a parliamentary accounts and estimates committee. All of them could be tasked with the job of providing that continual oversight mm. um, during this time. And I'm, I'm very hopeful that the government will heed that Certainly, the crossbench, all of all eleven, all, all of the crossbench, or almost all of the crossbench, wrote to the government yesterday asking for this. I have fully expect that the opposition is also calling for this, um, and yeah, I'm hopeful that the government takes the step and doesn't. You know, we don't feel like we're forcing them to do this. That is true. Look, we, we do have to mention it. This is joy, and it's very important that we probably um, look. We've got Cardinal Pell happening who's been released I mean, what's happening there with that do we have anything from Spring Street or do we have a, an opinion look I think um, you know, the High Court made a pretty uh, well they made a unanimous judgement on, on the case yeah. um, they, they squashed uh, the, the, the jury conviction the Court of Appeals conviction and said that there was reasonable doubt and that the jury should have found that there was reasonable doubt. Um, I, I think it, I mean, it, it, you've got to respect the High Court, obviously, and respect those decisions, but I think it is a very, very sad day. And I know that I've received personal messages from many people that this has just knocked them for nine. Mm. Um, survivors of sexual abuse, people who have not been believed, who have never gone to court because they were scared of not being believed. And, and now we've seen this happen, that, that you know, that, again, a, a, a victim of child sexual abuse has been told that he, he shouldn't have been believed. 
Um, well, it's something I'll... you just said just then. Um, uh, you said we have to respect the decision and we have to respect that court. Um, well, no, I can't now. Like, it's, it's something <laughs> I, 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 I yeah. don't think... They don't realise that they've actually hurt... I've always said that. I've said what you just said. We've got to respect the fact that there's a system and there's... A, but they, the turnaround was too quick. The, the Everything just seemed too... It, it, honestly, yeah. as someone who's in both um, the the community that I belong to, but also with my own life experience in in what I've had in my own life, I just feel mm. like it was too. It was. It was. I can't respect them anymore. So to throw that I'm supposed to respect that particular court now, yeah. does that make me someone that's that, like? How how do I deal with that? How am I supposed to deal now? Yes, you, you are not alone in the way that you were thinking that way. And, and when you think that, you know, historical or any sexual assault charge is always difficult, is always difficult. And so few people come forward mm. to take it to the courts and to now say that the, the bar is even higher, um, particularly when you're talking about children. So, this where there are no other witnesses of course there's no other witnesses because pedophiles make sure there's no other witnesses yeah and rapists make sure there's no other witnesses if they can so now we have set the bar even higher i think that the, that the high court really should reconsider would well they won't reconsider but that this means i suspect that less people are going to forward and well, it has i'm very i'm as a punter, I've always looked at that, you know, we we are so lucky in this country that we do, our our system of courts is done by a jury of peers. So it, it's not just mm. one person making the decision. And, you know, a jury did listen to it. Then the Victorian Courts of Appeal, it's basically like they've turned around and said, well, you know, your jury was wrong and the Courts of Appeal have no idea what they're doing. So we'll That's make, right. we'll override your decision. That's right. So it would be interesting to see, and I think, Look, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I must say I put some stuff out on Twitter, Twitter, and I cannot tell you how many hundreds of nasty people have just dumped on me on Twitter. It was oh, a, oh. it was actually it was a very tough day. Um, you know, it was a real pile on um, by these sort of middle aged white men mm. that kind of were saying things like, "Well, victims should just get over it, just get over it." Um, mm. But it so it was horrible. But I think. What we will see is the is the um, the opening up of the evidence that was received by the Royal Commission, which has um, been hidden now for two years. About what, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so that that will be made public, and I'm I'm pleased that that will be made public. I mean, we we heard when we heard some of the evidence from the from from Pell um, two years ago, where he said it was. It was of no matter that he may have, someone may have reported a yeah. sexual assault to him. Yeah. No matter was not of interest to him, of no interest. So that's the type of man that we are dealing with. And, and I know, like, I honestly, it was, would have been 20 years ago that Chrissy Foster rang my home after a Four Corners program to say that, that Pell had kicked her out of her, his office when she went to report that her two daughters had been sexually abused by a priest. Yeah, look, it, it um, hasn't been very good. Look, we are getting lots of messages here, of course, at Joy. You know, it's um, any wonder that the church has stayed true to form and moved the problem 
to try and hush it all yeah. up. Look, uh, that's just one of the messages we're getting through. Fiona, we do have to stop. We are getting late and we're moving on. I could talk to you for, you know, 16 years, you know that. Uh, I find yeah. you very, very intelligent. And look, we won't get to talk to you for a while, but I'm going to say thank you so much. Keep the fight up there. And what was uh, saying for the Democrats? Keep those bastards honest. Bastards honest. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Tom. Thanks. Yes, you and, have um, you have been wonderful, and we are very proud oh, to have you on on thanks. with us. And I just want to say for anyone with staying on this topic for just two seconds, um, if you are a bit triggered by yeah. even what happened and mm. how it's um, like the results that have come back through, we I know it's uh, we're not professionals. There are definitely professional places you can you can call. I want to make sure that you do know that there are places that that will believe you and will listen to you. Um, but also, if you just need to chat or yeah. air that you how you feel, you can always get back to us on our socials. And I know Fiona's. Well, if you go to the Joy website, there. we do have uh, numbers for uh, the lifelines. Remember, lifelines number is thirteen eleven fourteen. But if you go to the Joy website, you'll actually find. Um, counselling services out there that actually direct yeah. you to the LGBTIQ if that's what you need to talk to. Please don't stay alone. Remember, you know, we've talked about it. We are in it together. We are here together. Fiona, you are a joy. We'll talk to you soon. Wake up with Tom and Jess, Thursdays on Joy Breakfast. Tune into 94.9 in Melbourne, stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Find all our podcasts at tomandjessradio.com or subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.